Welcome to the Punch-Up Podcast. Were you ever sitting around with your friends and somebody was trying to tell a story and everybody else was helping out? That's what this is. A storytelling podcast with a good story and really, really funny input. Hope you enjoy. Tell me, don't tell me, but let it out. Get it out. Which is weird because I grew up like the opposite way and I still kind of believe that. Like my parents, my mom always told me, she was like, don't cry out loud. Right. Just keep it inside. Learn how to hide your feelings. Fly high and proud. Be Catholic? No, I was was just singing that song. song. I was just kidding around that. Was it Melissa Manchester? Manchester? Don't cry out loud. Just keep it inside. Learn how to hide your feelings. Fly high and proud. Baby, cry the day the circus Put that mic on. I think it was Melissa Manchester. I, that sounds. It's Melissa Manchester or Helen Reddy. I want to say it's Melissa Manchester. I think you're right. They were my mom. Some of my mom's favorite. Throw some Carly Simon in there, and you got oh, my yeah. mom's. Uh, yeah. How about a uh, little Brian Wilson? I saw you guys over at the Brian Wilson. That's right. Oh, that's right. We saw you. Yeah. You took our. I did. You, you have the, the photo credit photo. of our big. That's like our favorite family photo, probably. Yeah, we're huge Beach Boys fans. My tenth birthday present was tickets to the Valley Forge Music Fair to see yep. the Beach Boys. With Stamos on drums. That's awesome. So my parents were always very like supportive of my comedy and all. Yeah. You know? But like they were always like, you also have a teaching job. Like, why would you give that up? You, yeah. You know, you have benefits and retirement. What do, what do like, your parents do? My dad worked in like the grocery business for years. Okay. My mom's like a teacher assistant. It's like blue collar stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, you, yeah. You, you, Chip, you're already working. It's, it's what are like, you doing? Yeah, I got the yeah. gig. You got and, a job. And, yeah. And it's like, why would you give that? Like, keep doing comedy at night. Yeah. But like, why would you? Which is uh, totally understandable. Yeah, of course. Exactly. Of course. But yeah. they were always very supportive. They come out to my shows or anything. Yeah. So I started opening for Bob Saget a decent amount. And like, yeah. like I got to know Bob pretty well. And like, we're at, we were at a bar after a show one night and we were talking music and the Beach Boys came up and he's friends with them. Literally, right, the yeah. Beach Boys, like, they played his 60th they came and sang at his 60th birthday party and he was like oh yeah I'm good friends with them they were on Full House was I know Stamos them Stamos on the kit yeah like Stamos yeah. was there I think I think that probably was yeah. so he's like if they ever come to town just let me know give me a call I'll get you tickets and yeah we go to see him all the time we saw Brian Wilson all. yeah so I was opening for Bob at the Borgata this is like 2014 I was opening for the Borgata at the Music Box yeah on a it's Saturday awesome night place. amazing it's yeah, the most amazing place I've ever played yeah. I, I was lucky to play there a couple times I just so happened, I looked on the Borgata website, the Beach Boys were playing the night before uh, in the music box. Yeah. And it was, you know, it's oh, not Brian Wilson, but vent. it's yeah. Mike Love and Brian Summer. never plays with them. This is 2014. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, yeah, okay go and the mu- they played the music the box? The music not- box. Wow, that's yeah. small for them. So I was like, hey, are-, and I, I don't like to ask for things, but yeah. I texted Bob and I was like, hey, by any chance, are you going to be in town the night before? Would we be able to go see, see them? Would you be able to get me tickets? He's like, I'm not going to be in town, but give me a week. He contacts... John Stamos, who gets a hold of their manager, a couple days later, I get a text from Bob, and he's like, you're getting an email from this guy, this guy who's their road manager, who's also like their keyboard player. Okay. <laughs> and he's like, hey, Bob just told me you wanted to see me. He got me four tickets to see them and four backstage passes. Wow. So I got to take, it was my parents, yeah. and we got to go backstage and meet Mike wow, Love and, nice. and Bruce Johnston and the Beach Boys. My dad, we got pictures, got did, autographs. Did Mike Love have like 16 hats all lined yes, up? Yes, they're all ready out. to go. He's yeah, like picking the right one. Uh, and uh, like, you know, it was just like, I got my parents to meet the Beach Boys. That's and like, fantastic. that was the night that my parents were like, oh, I oh. guess you can just do comedy. <laughs> yeah. like, like, your stupid shit yeah. got us to meet the Beach Boys. <laughs> right. Go ahead. And then literally... Eight months later was when I got the writing job with NBC, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm getting out of teaching." And they're like, "Go for it." Yeah, that's great. So that's my story. You guys have been so much fun. Thank you guys. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. Good night,
Hey, this is Steve with the Punch Up Podcast. With me on this episode are Jesse Preisendorfer. Hey, Steve. Ian O'Shea. Hey, buddy. Kevin Reagan. Hey, Steve. And in our storyteller chair, Chip Chantry. It's a very comfortable chair. Hello. Thank oh, you. All right. Yeah, I'm glad you're comfortable. It's a storyteller chair. Thank you. We want you to be comfy. Thank you, Ian. I love that you like just did a quick look on the phone. Very stand-up comedian. Like, ah, okay. I, I have. I had some notes. Yep. And I wanted to make sure I was, you know, sticking to the script, yeah. if you so, will. Some people yeah. do that yeah. sit in that chair. Some people come with an entire script, like Steve. <laughs> okay, good. Double yeah. So I don't feel bad. So I may yeah. glance back oh, at my that's, little script. That's, 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 that's fine. Just leave the mic on the stand. Okay, I will do that. There's I, no stools. No stools. I won't be humping any stools tonight, okay. which was actually a big part of my story. But obviously, you know, visuals on a podcast, so that's I wouldn't fine. be able to hump the stool. We'll do a play-by-play. Okay. So should I tell a story now? Yeah. Please yeah, not. Okay. Uh, I'm going to tell a story about one time I was in uh, a guy's basement and this other guy just started taking my picture <laughs> and it was very, very awkward. Oh, I see what you're doing. That's Kevin Reagan right there yeah. uh, taking pictures. Great story. See, that's yeah. how you pronounce it. So this happens to go along with me wanting to be a comedian. So I always wanted to be a stand-up comedian. As long as I remember, there were years when I was in high school, I was doing the plays and all that. I thought maybe I'd be an actor. And then college, I just kind of forgot about it. You just, it's like, because how do you become a stand up so comedian? So, you mean like as a kid, you saw somebody or saw my something favorite that was like, thing I want to do that? Yeah. My favorite thing in the world was, I was probably about nine or 10 years old when it started. It was MTV's half hour comedy hour. Oh, yeah. Do you okay. guys remember that? Yeah, yeah. Sure. There, yeah. there was remote control before that, which I loved, and yeah. Ken Ober. And, all. and then there was, and it was on every night at seven o'clock, I think. And I would record them on VHS and I would just. Watch every comedian. And there's like some huge comedians, yeah. you know, Dana Gould and Norm McDonald who yeah. are still doing it today. And then some you know, awful 80s comedians. But I was obsessed with it. And all my friends were watching cartoons. I'm watching stand-up but that comedy. But was, that was your in. So how old were you at that time when you like... Nine, ten. The first time you saw it, you were just like, oh my God, people, you can do this? You, you can just- do it. Yeah. And it was like one of those things where I was like, oh, I could do that someday. But I never really thought it through like, oh, this could be my job. I was right. like... Right, sure. I was more just like playtime. Like, oh, I was just such a huge fan. Yeah, yeah. And I was always a comedy fan. Like, I loved comedy, movies, and right. you can't do that on television. And, oh, yeah. And, and yep. sitcoms and, right. and everything. Did, did you have records and CDs and stuff of stand-ups? Later on, I did. I do remember my dad had... I remember laughing when I was a little kid and he didn't realize it was on, but it was The Seven Dirty Words. It was mm-hmm. in his eight-track on his Chevy Malibu. Oh, yeah. The Seven Dirty Words and you yeah. know, the... I don't know if it was Class Clown or whichever George Carlin one that was. And I knew comedy was always very respected in my... Fa- like, y- you always wanted to be funny in my family. Well, he had and it in the A-track. He had it in the like A-track. That, I mean, it was either that or the Beach Boys. That, that right. was all it was. Wow. So, yeah, it was a big deal around the house, and you saw it, and uh, you just loved it. And clearly, you were probably a kind of a hammy, cut-up. I was not at all. I, I was maybe around my friends, sort of, but I was very nerdy, very reserved, very... I like was a in nervous school? kid. In school, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I was very studious. I did very well. I was just very anxiety-ridden. So maybe it was, it was also more of, like, admiration. Like, I want to be able to yes. do that. Yes, yeah. it was a release. In the 80s, especially, comics were... They were the outcasts. They were yeah. the weird ones. And right. The, which, to a certain extent, we still are. And it was like, oh, this is a thing that I can grasp onto. Yeah, yeah. And so there was this running joke that my dad and I had where, like, anytime there was a microphone around, he'd be like, oh, maybe you can get up and tell some jokes. So that was just always like a stupid thing. We we were at a banquet or something like that. There's a microphone. Hey, maybe you can get up and tell a few jokes. Funeral, you know, just that's, that's squirming. That's, and, and yeah, like, and I was always so nervous. I was like, oh that's yeah, a yeah. Very dad thing to do. Yes, yeah. put your kid on the spot and make just yeah, make just watch them squirm. Right. Yeah. And, and I thought I had these dreams of maybe I'll be an actor. I'll be on TV because all kids want to be on TV. Yeah. yeah. So I was this studious, nervous kid, and my brother, who is three years younger than I am was just happy-go-lucky, charmed life, 
running around Mr. Personality. <laughs> I'm sure he have a different spin on it, but yeah. It's to funny you, yes. life right. came easily to him. Right. Yes, to a certain extent, yeah. Right. But he was just very, he was very wired. I was very just nervous, and he always had to have friends around. I was the kid, I could play in my room by myself for hours, and he would just... Chip, this is an older brother or younger brother? Younger brother, brother. three okay. years younger. Yeah. He was just the crazy one out, you know, ADD, right. not diagnosed, but, you know, I was... Yeah. So he was the luckiest kid in the world, too. Just won every contest. Like, yeah. you put in a slip into a raffle, and he wins. He right. was so, and when he was in, I want to say, third grade... I think we sold wrapping paper. That was the big fundraiser yeah. for the school. Yeah. And however many you sold, you got to put your name in the bucket, a couple of, you know, then every kid. And, was, and of course, they pulled it out and they pulled out one girl and one boy and you got a girl's bike or a boy's bike. And you went and my brother won the bike that year. <laughs> Karma, we had gotten new bikes the year before for Christmas. So he gave it away to a less fortunate kid. Oh my God, he's saintly too. He's like saintly too, yes. right? And here I'm just watching yeah. stand-up comedy. So... <laughs> But he just won everything. So, Sounds like a real bastard. He's a real asshole. <laughs> and he's younger. And by the way, like uh, he, he then became a teacher. I was a teacher, then he became a teacher. This is not really part of the story. But I had the cooler job then eventually because it's like, oh, I'm a stand-up comedian, a professional stand-up comedian. Right. He's a teacher now. And of course, he's married, got the two kids, the dog, the house, the whole thing. So, but he, <laughs> I had the cooler job. He just last year, two years ago, we have a planetarium in our school district. Oh, my God. The planetarium director retired, and now he is the director of the planetarium oh in our school district. Does he do the uh, Pink Floyd laser shows and stuff? They started that last year with him. The home and school contacted him as a fundraiser, and he did Laser Floyd, Laser Zeppelin. Yeah. So now he's got a way cooler job than I do now. Like, So he's just he still just yeah. leaps rock. But leaps has rock. he gotten mom and dad to meet the Beach Boys? He has not. And there you have it. He has not. Yep. So he can I put it to a laser light show. Uh, he, yes, That's he could true. put Laser Beach Boys, and he gave yeah. them to grandkids. Oh, there you go. The yes. Grandkids might supersede you know, Al Jardine. Exactly. So we were huge TV fans, obviously. I was a big comedy fan. You know, we watched Nickelodeon constantly. You can't do that on television. Was like, yeah. That was groundbreaking show for us. And if you look back, did you guys watch? I did. I, I yeah. didn't so much. Chip, how old are you? Uh, 41. Okay. We're peers. They're all yeah, not spuddy. Yeah, but I'm, I'm 45. But I, I just, mean, that's very old. It's a, yeah. <laughs> right. Very no, I, old. I, yeah. I, I get that. Can right, you hear me now? Going. Can you hear? Go Should ahead. I speak up? <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there an East Coast, West Coast? You can't do that on television? Well, it's Canadian. I, it's, it's Canadian, yeah. I, that's what I mean. I, at my young age, I was on the West Coast. I don't remember seeing it, honestly, until like we'd visit the East Coast. It that's must possible. have been syndicated, though, yep. right? Possibly. I just, I, because of the market we're in, it probably came down. It's Canada, so it probably came down to New York, came into Philly, Jersey. Right. I mean, if you talk to someone in Florida, there's a good chance they don't know what the hell you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember watching like a Nickelodeon, like kids' comedy shows. Because that's a kid's comedy show. It's a kid's comedy show. Sketch show. But it was an adult show acted by kids. So it was basically a Saturday Night Live, but with a child cast. But with basically adult themes. And then they were like, oh, let's just make it a kid's show. If you watch it, you would never be able to. You literally could not do that on television. Yeah. And it was recurring sketches. And it's children, but like there's the one where there's a kid literally in a dungeon that are like chained up with like next to a skeleton that's chained up. Mm -hmm. And the guy who like is holding hostage. The person who was perpetrating was always the butt of the joke, and the kid would always. There was a, a literally a firing, firing squad, squad. Yeah. where the kid was in like you know like almost like a, like a Mexican like firing yeah. squad, and the, yeah. there was a guy ready, ready aim, and they're about to shoot, him, and they always end up shooting the other the guy. End. Yeah, yep. They were literally going to execute a child. Yeah. Right. And, right. Oh my god! And there was like the drunk dad yeah. sketches. The dad was just drinking beers and the drunk. Really? And uh, you're like Canada, huh? but it was like family friendly, but it was 
all it was, acted yeah, by right. kids. Dark. There, there were two adults. There were two and adults. So yeah. the woman played all the women roles, which was mostly just the mother with the red red hair. Yes. And the father played everything: the firing squad, Barth, the Barthy um, Burgers. Yeah. I heard that. So it was it was these two adults, and everybody else was it was a kid cast. I loved it. It was, it was fantastic. It was the great, and it was yep. dark. And I think that kind of set me, and I think a lot of people of our generation of like yeah. like a dark sensibility because it's not just like hey, it, it was kind of crazy. So anyway, so we're obviously huge Nickelodeon fans. So they do the Kids' Choice Awards, the Nickelodeon's Kids' mm-hmm. Choice Awards every sure. year. Sure. So they would do the Kids' Choice Awards sweepstakes where you send in postcards and they pull a postcard out. And one kid, a whole country, would get to go out and fly out huh. to California to see the Nickelodeon's uh-huh. Kids' Choice Awards and you know, the whole thing. <laughs> and my brother begged my mom. She's like, you never win that. People never win that stuff. But my brother <laughs> just kept hounding her. So she got four postcards, two for me, two for my brother. We sent them in. And a couple weeks later, my dad gets a phone call that my brother won oh my God. the Nickelodeon wow. Kids' Choice Awards oh sweepstakes. And of course, my dad was like, no, he didn't. This is a scam. What are you trying to pull? Yeah. And the lady's like, no, he won. He's, wow. So it was like, we're going to fight you and five of your friends out to California. You're going to be on the show, and you're going to have a limo for the week that's full of chocolate chip cookies, and you get $1,000 spending money. It's this <laughs> yeah. whole thing. Oh yeah, this God. is what all those yeah. contests were yeah. back then. The yeah, Nickelodeon tour around the whole thing. So, of course, my brother starts just asking all his friends, like, you're going to go, you're going to go. My dad was like, put the kibosh on that right away. Yeah. He's like, no, it's six of us. So it's going to be my brother, me, my mom, and my dad. That's four of us. And then my little cousin, Shannon, who was a year younger than my brother, and then my grandmother. Awesome. That's right. the best. Right. Yeah. So I was in, I was in sixth you. grade, <laughs> and my brother was in third grade. When okay. This app. So he was a third grader. I was a sixth grader. So we fly out that June to Los Angeles. We've never been on an airplane before. You know, this is a huge deal. Is your brother like the John Hughes little brother? Like he's cooler than everybody else? Oh, yeah. Always way cooler than I was. Yeah. Yeah. My brother's three years younger. They gave him the Birds and the Bees speech years before they gave it to me <laughs> because they knew they didn't have to yeah. worry about me Plenty for a while. Of time. Well, they just wanted to play it off of him, get notes from him to give to you. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. So yeah. he was way more cool than I was. So we're going out. I'm like, we're going to meet some celebrities, probably some actors. And then it's like, maybe I'm going to get recognized. Or, and then, of course, the whole thing was with my dad. was like, maybe you tell some jokes. And the thing was, I was like, maybe I'll meet a stand-up comedian. Oh, like, yeah, I was like, yeah. I want to meet actors and meet famous people, but I want to meet a stand-up comedian. Maybe one of these people I watch. So we fly out, and first of all, the, it was our first plane ride ever. It was a huge plane, and it was only half full. Your brother joined the Mile High Club. He did, which is crazy. <laughs> he's in first yeah. class. Yeah. You know, he's a third grader, but hey, he's a contest winner. He's got power. He's got pull. So the flight's supposed to be six hours. It was delayed for five hours, and we had to stay on the plane. Oh, oh so God. our first flight ever was oh, 11 hours worst. long on a plane. Oh, yeah. And flying overnight, and I end up throwing up on the flight. You know, I got motion sickness and the whole thing. But we get there. We get there real late at night at like 2 in the morning L.A. time. So it's like 5 in the morning our time. So we wake up the next morning, and we get a VIP tour of Universal Studios, which is like the coolest. It's usually like five tram cars, and we had one tram car. And, you know, you see Jaws, and you see the Psycho House. I mean, huge Alfred Hitchcock fan. And we got to see all this stuff. We did have a limo driver the whole week. And the chocolate chip cookies? We never got the chocolate Son chip cookies. Yeah, yeah. They, we got the, it was like $1,000 or something like that, but never saw the chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. 
but we had this guy, and literally our limo driver's name, his name was Benny Hill. That was his name. His name was <laughs> Benny Hill. That's my guy. Right. And, but, and that was literally his name. Wow. And 24 hours a day, we could call him. We had his number, and you just call him and, hey, come pick us up, and he would take us somewhere. You think Benny ate all the chocolate chips? I think he did. I think <laughs> yeah, out he. Out of anger. Like, yeah, I, I think he did. Like, uh, if I'm I get to get four of cards in. <laughs> Freaking third grader has a better life than me already. Yeah, one kid smells like vomit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Ian O'Shea. You may have just heard me on the Punch Up podcast. I'm here to tell you about another show that a lot of people that you've listened to tonight also do on the last Friday of every month at the playground on 20th and Sansom here in Philadelphia. It is The Blue Show, and it is blue as eep. It is raunchy. It is dirty. Actually, the audience suggestions are disgusting. And quite frankly, it's your fault. You come and watch, and you suggest the most disgusting things I have ever heard. It's a sick and twisted evening of pleasure all the way around. 10 o'clock, BYOB. We love to do it. It's a great, fun, adult, raunchy, disgusting debacle. Bring your friends, bring your enemies, bring your filthy disgusting mind it's a giant circle jerk with comedy not boners so actually in two of the cool things that happened while we were in the limo the saturday the next day was the day when we were going to be on the show my brother and i were actually going to be on oh, the kids then the day before we had our big tour of universal studios it was amazing now wait a second your brother won the contest, but you were going to actually be on the show. Uh, apparently, I was go- I was going to be on, yes. Just because like, they were just like, hey, why don't you come too? They, or- we were doing a double dare, uh, a uh, double dare yeah. physical oh, challenge sure. yeah. type right, thing. Right, 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 right. So that Friday, we, we did the whole tour, and then he took us around, and he's driving us along. You know, we just – Hollywood. I mean, it's just – Yeah. This is a foreign – Yeah, is, sure. We, this is a different planet. And we're driving down Hollywood Boulevard, sunset, the whole thing. And we get to Grauman's Chinese Theater, the yep. big, where oh, they yeah, do all sure. the premieres and all that, and the handprints. Handprints, yeah. So there was a big premiere that night. And he's like, oh, this is going to be really cool. Just watch, follow my lead. And he gave us these instructions, and it was great. What year is this? This is 1989. Anybody want to take a guess? Huge blockbuster movie. Batman. It was Batman. Oh, it was yes. Batman, Kevin yeah. Reagan. Yeah. Batman. It was wow. the original Michael Keaton. That's fantastic. Batman. And yeah. that was the premiere. It was that was the night uh, that it was premiering. We were we happened to be there. That's amazing. Now we're not going to the movie. It we're not going matter. to the premiere. Oh, but he's like, you're in a limo. Remember that. So what he did was like, he's like, look, I'm gonna let you out here, and then I'm gonna pull off. I'm gonna pull around the corner. Meet me around the block. Just you and your brother. The six of us. Oh, the six of us. We're in the back of the limo. He literally pulls up to the red carpet. Oh, that's great. Walks out, let you guys get, opens yep. the door for us. <laughs> we all walked out, reporters and fans just flashing pictures. <laughs> they don't know. And he just told he's just like, just wave. And we walked the red carpet a Is little bit. We wave. I, yeah, exactly. Nobody knows. Because they've never seen the movie. Yeah. We could be like two of the kids in the movie. Yeah. And they're taking all the pictures and we're waving. And then we just kind of walked down the sidewalk and he pulled out. And then we just he just we just jumped back in the limo wow. and then and then drove off. And then Benny, because Benny's been around for years and sure. knows everybody, he was like telling us, he's like, I drove Elvis Presley. I know Hulk uh. Hogan. I drove Hulk Hogan. I drove the Beatles once. So I think Benny's a liar, but that's I think he was awesome. exaggerating with some that stuff. That's awesome. But at one point we pull up to the Hollywood Bowl. Nothing was happening that night. It was empty, it was dark that night at the at Hollywood Bowl. And the sun's just about to go down. It's like it's just this beautiful night. And he pulls up to the guard gate, but literally rolls down the window and he's Benny Hill. So he just points at the guy and he's like, hey, Benny. And just, wave him through. Yeah. Wow. And 
we got to run around the stage and run up and down. Uh, and of course, we're uh, idiots from Philly. We were doing like the Rocky Steps run. Sure. And my dad's like, you're in Hollywood. You're not in Philadelphia. <laughs> uh, but we're running up and down the steps of the Hollywood Bowl. We're on the it's stage. All you know. It's the only st- step thing. Step you thing. Know it's like, oh, do. yeah, you do that and you raise yeah. your hands just <laughs> yeah. like Rocky. And it's yeah. like, no, you're actually in Hollywood. So we got to see the Hollywood Bowl. It was amazing. So the next day is the big day of taping. And... We're at this big theater, but it's all kids, and it's all these, like, benches. They just had benches instead of, like... Bleachers. Bleachers, kind of. And uh, the hosts that year were Will Wheaton of... uh, Yeah. Star Trek. Star Trek. It was right before, I think, he did Star Trek. He was... He was Stand By Me. Two years after Stand By. It was, like, two, two, three years after Stand By Me, which we just loved. I mean, we love Stand By Me. It's, like, it's Will Wheaton. And Nicole Eggert. Yeah, dude. Charles in Charge and later Baywatch, I believe. Right? Baywatch, and then, you know... Yeah. A lot of arrests. Yes. So the the way they hosted it was instead of being on stage hosting it, they were like in like the third row of the bleachers okay. and to the camera like, hey, next up. And then the presenter would come up on stage, but they were there. So very TRL. That's what TRL. Very TRL. Early yeah, yeah. before yeah. pre-TRL. So you're in with the people. We're in with the people. Yeah. And we got to sit right in front of Will Wheaton and Nicole Engert. Oh, so we yeah. were basically in like every shot. It'd be like, hey, coming up next is so-and-so. Right. And we were right there. My, and my parents were going to sit with us, but they're like, oh, no, no, no. It's only kids. Yeah. You can sit in the back. We have seats for you in the back. It's only kids. And my mom, you know, she's, they're in this new weird place. She's like, well, are they going to be okay? Like, you know, it's, it's a yeah. room full of kids. Sure. And they're like, oh, are you worried about their safety? And they literally bring over the biggest man I have ever seen in my entire life. (laughs) And he's this security guard. And he sat off to the side, off camera. His job for the day was just to watch my brother and I. Like, anybody's going to do It's just kids. Nobody's going to do anything. He's the biggest guy. And he just sat there with his arms folded and just watched us. At one point, my dad came down during a break and tapped my brother on his shoulder. Be like, hey, how's it going? He went behind the guy's back. Literally, the guy grabbed my dad's arm and like wrapped it. And my dad's like, ah! and he's like, oh, I'm, he's like, I'm sorry, Mr. Chantry. He's I'm like, his biological father. Yes, he's like, he's like, I'm sorry about that. He's like, just next time you want to talk to him, just come through me first, and I'll allow you to talk to him. Oh Literally, Literally. So, so your brother's head is just exploding <laughs> at this point, just blowing up. Yeah. Just so. We do our thing, which is the obstacle course, like a little... Is Mark Summers there? Mark Summers is there. Yeah. When we were on stage, my brother did the thing where he like ran through a couple of things. And then the big thing at the end was I had this like big like He-Man chest kind of umpire... Oh, yeah, yeah. ...chest protecting thing with a bullseye on it. And he threw a pie and it like hit me and the thing. Like I didn't even get hit, but it was like the other thing. And of course, we were just like these little nerdy kids. And like, hey, Chip, what's it like to get get that pie thrown at you? And I'm like, good. You know, this is nothing. (laughs) Give me some more, kid. Yeah, that's just give me something. We go backstage and they take me and my brother to get a bunch of pictures with all of these stars that are uh-huh. there. Uh, it's a D-list. I mean, it's Nickelodeon's matter. kids' choice. Not, not to you guys. It wasn't not to us, but yeah. to everybody else. It's, right. the, it's the who's who of who's that. Like, that's what... Right. Balky Bartokamus? I wish. That'd be amazing. Oh, God damn it. But, so what happened was... They, oh, Kevin. Bronson Pinchot? Yeah. Bronson. Yeah, right, Bronson. you want to go his real name? Fine. Be that way. Bronson Pinchot. What was the other guy's name? Mark... Mark Lynn Baker. It Mark Lynn Baker. Be, I mean, look right. it up. Larry I don't know. Who would it? <laughs> Anyways, go, go, Chip. Go. Keep talking. 
<laughs> so the people that we met were like these were like the D-list celebrities. Jeremy Miller, the little brother Ben on Growing Pains. Oh yeah, okay. The blonde kid. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Gilbert. Yes, who, from Roseanne, little, little who, who actually was. I, oh, I didn't meet her. Uh, a guy named Chris Young. Uh, Chris, wait, Chris Young is from Delaware, so and he was in Great Outdoors. Yes, Great Outdoors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I got to meet him, and I thought that was a big deal. Hey, he's from Wilmington. They're all big. Deal. I mean, they're people you people that we knew seen yeah. Yeah. on TV on or TV. movies. I think our biggest one was Bobby the Brain Heenan. Oh, WWF so Bobby the Brain oh, yeah, Heenan yeah. was just. Yep. There's a still a picture to this day of Bobby the Brain Heenan giving my brother a headlock. Yeah, and we have of course that. Your picture. brother, not you. Of course not. Of course yeah. not yeah. me. And I was a huge wrestling fan. You were standing behind him. Just hey guys. <laughs> They took the two of us backstage, and then they realized, oh, we don't need his dopey older brother. Aww. You know what I mean? Lose, lose the lug. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, get rid of the nerd with the mullet. Let, Which, let's, by let's the way, focus was on. honestly probably your brother's idea. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, like, can we... Uh, we're, we're a little heavy here. He's like, yeah. yeah. Chip can go. Can we, on, uh, I'm, I'm hoping Benny Hill swings in and saves the can, day. Can we, can we 86 the sibling here? Yeah. yeah. The security guy just chokes you out. Just chokes me out. Just like, sleep, sleep now. Sleep now. <laughs> So we're backstage walking around. We're meeting all these people. And there was a couple other people. At the rap party we got to meet, uh, there was a couple of kids fooling around. And they were I could tell they were child actors. They were just a couple years older than I am, like very young teens. Like goofing off or Kind of goofing around. around. Yeah, goofing yeah. off. Okay. And uh, the one kid I met was Billy Jacoby. His name was – or Bobby Jacoby his name was. I think it was. He was a bully on Different Strokes, and he played Eddie Panetti, the bully on The Wonder Years. So let me guess. Oh, redhead? No, dark hair, but uh, kind of ginger, kind yeah, of yes, freckly, yeah. yes, yeah, big, big, and then black the next, Irish. The yeah. next room is Gordon Jump. So yes, Gordon, yeah, like, sure, yeah, Mr. Hey, Carlson. Play with this bike. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, it's the back room of the. Don't worry about it, Steve. People get it. <laughs> I assure you, people get it. I love it. Yes, yes, Mr. Mr. Carlson. No, Mr. Carlson was his thing. Dudley, it was Dudley, Dudley's, and, uh, Dudley and Arnold, friend. So oh, right, is this the pedophile? Yes, the very special, very special episode. <laughs> so we're at this rap party afterwards. Like a few of these boys are just kind of messing around. The woman had this like green slime shampoo. It was green slime shampoo. And he was going to put it in another kid's hair. And my dad's like, you better not do that. Like my dad's being the dad yeah. of these like stars or future yeah. stars. And the kid right. was like, how dare You're you fired. talk to me? Yeah, exactly. It turns out the kid, I knew the kid. I was like, I recognize that kid from TV. It turns out then he became more famous. It was Brian Austin Green oh, of wow. 90210 yeah. fame. Yeah, of right. Megan Fox fame. Yes, yes. My dad, by the way, is not starstruck by any of these people. Yeah. Until... You mean the nine-year-olds? who The nine-year-olds who are millionaires, yeah. yes. So he's never right. seen. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't care at all. Until <laughs> in walks David Faustino... Oh, yeah. Bud Bundy from Married with Children. And my dad loses his shit (laughs) and had to get a picture with Bud. And it was like, Bud loses the whole thing. So it was great. So we we still have a picture with with my dad. Where is that picture now? Because that picture had blown up and over your parents' mantle. (laughs) No, but it's still behind my dad's bar. Like, we have a little bar (laughs) in the basement. And it's a picture. It's just a little, not a Polaroid, but like, you know, the old, you know, pictures, you know, four by six. 110 camera. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it's a picture of me, David Faustino, and my dad with his hand down the front of his pants like Al Bundy awesome. used to do. Oh, fantastic. And that's, and that's like one of his prized that's possessions. That's amazing. You got to take that to canvas art. I know. It just may. Just, I, I, I should, we should blow that's it up. That's what he's grabbing if the house is on fire. Oh, that's it. <laughs> that's, he's running down and saving that. Uh, one of the, the other cool things we did, and then I'll get to my big finale. 
Corey Feldman did a song. It was in Corey Feldman's big Michael Jackson uh, phase. Oh, like yeah, he was sure. the, the well, he's new still Michael. in that. So this, he, oh, he's still in that. He yeah, hasn't but, left. I mean, this is eighty nine. So this is uh, pre Lost Boys. No, Mm-mm. no, that's after Lost Boys eighty seven. Oh, is it? So, so this, yeah, this is he's, he's at the height. This is right? like this the height to drive. Yeah, era. this is right. This is when he's like doing his own movies. Yeah, and, like, yeah I think like, it might be pre Dream a Little Dream. Yes, I don't think he had done oh, that yet. God, yeah. Oh, Kevin, dream. you scare me sometimes. Yeah, dude. I'm. This is the world the, the I grew sun, up in. Sun yeah. video. Oh, it was. It was post the. I can tell you, it was post the Burbs because oh, we saw yeah, the house the from burbs. the Burbs yeah. oh, on the tour. Always, yeah, yeah. That's such a great movie. So what? He sung at the. So he and he was kind of dressed. No, at on the show. Oh man, oh, and he, he did a segment. He and Will Wheaton must have had like a little a little thing. Yeah. And we actually have their autographs on a Stand By Me uh, thing. It's great. The best part. So he does this song, and it's this very Michael Jackson "I Love You Girl" kind of song. Yeah. Oh, it's his own. It's his song. own song. Oh, <laughs> and it's just it's oh, just goodness. horrendous. But he's dancing in the whole thing. Yeah. And at one point, there's stairs that come down to the audience. At one point, he runs down the stairs to like go high five and touch the girls or whatever he was doing, and like sure. ah, and he's dancing, and then he goes running back up the steps and takes a header awesome. and falls <laughs> flat on his face. Right. Oh no! Gets up, kind of laughs, and then continues the song. They cut that out of the airing of the sure, show. Sure. Yeah. But my dad, since it's 1989, has one of those 40 pound yeah. yeah, video yeah. cameras, the and VHS in the back. Too. Yeah. yeah, the VHS, which the whole they the big, allowed. which they which they allowed in the back of the studio right. for whatever reason, and we have because footage. They thought it was another cameraman. Oh, yeah, they're just like so oh, big. They're this like, man, yeah, this obviously, guy must be union. or it's just like you know what he he carried it. Yeah, he That's yeah he got. I'm not carrying it out. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he brought that from Philadelphia. Yeah, <laughs> let, let him let him do it. You have footage of this. Well, that's before. Yeah. Oh, like, we have footage of it. Yes, and I oh, need to pull it awesome. out. Right, but I mean, he wasn't trying to sell it. You know, like that's before like it ever dawned on anybody. Like you know, like that's our the, content. Somebody, yeah, that's our content. You yeah. know, they're just yeah. like, yeah, sure, go ahead. Yeah, just for the family. Yeah, it was just yeah, it was just our family. It was our fun. Well, it was you know. like the shaky, and it's like mostly you guys. Oh and yeah. Then sometimes it would be like. <laughs> Oh, what's 100. going on and then back to you guys and then my dad <laughs> all David Faustino yeah just, just the yeah, time. yeah so uh, we do have footage of Corey Feldman taking a header awesome. which I need I need to find and put up online so my big moment of this whole tri- and you know, it was a great trip and the, the whole thing was amazing but at that moment before the show happened when they took my brother and I backstage to get our photos with Jeremy Miller and with Bobby the Brain Heenan with all yeah. that they realized lose the lug like you said like let's get rid of this kid <laughs> So instead of sending me all the way out and back into the audience, they're like, oh, Chip, since your brother's the winner, we're going to take him around to meet all these people and take pictures. We're going to put you in a dressing room. (laughs) So so I was like. Away from your family and your brother. Did you get it? Yeah, like sort of. I was like, okay, I'm second class. They put me in a dressing room, which was a glorified closet. It was the smallest dressing room. It did have the mirror. I don't know if it had the lights on it, but it was just. It was a closet. Right. It was a powder room <laughs> just sitting there. And I sat there probably for like 25 minutes. It wasn't oh the my lo- God. Well, it wasn't the long, long time. time. But they left the lights on. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like I just sat there and waited. And like I said, I always wanted to be a comedian. I was like, maybe I'll meet a comedian someday. Oh, yeah. God. I'm just sitting in the dressing room by myself, you know, kind of out of place. No, I wasn't scared. No TV, nothing. Not, no, nothing. Not knowing that you could have just opened the door and probably walked anywhere you I wanted. I could have done whatever I wanted. Questioned you. But I was that anxious right, Nervous kid, yeah. quiet kid. I just sure. sat there and waited. There and I didn't know how long I was going to be there for. At one point during my wait, my stay, the door 
flies open. And this gentleman emerges and slams the door shut. And there's two of us in this room that's fit for one person. Uh, The person is a stand-up comedian and voice actor uh, by the name of Charles Fleischer. Oh, hell yeah, Roger Rabbit. He was Roger Rabbit. He was... Please, that that, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Roger Rabbit had just come out the year prior, a couple months prior. Roger Rabbit was... Huge at this point. Huge. You didn't know it was him when he walked in. I did because oh, did. I had seen he's him. he's kind of an off-putting sort Very of off-putting because like, I saw him. a guy him. who slams the door and just enters a room with a, a six-year-old boy. Yes. <laughs> or a sixth-grade-year-old boy. Yes. You, you might be taken aback a bit. Very much so. And I had seen him because he was doing like a promo for it. And he's like, Fleischer. It's not Fleischer. It's Fleischer. Like he's like kind of yelling at the one guy. And I saw him do stand-up comedy before, like on yeah. MTV or yeah, wherever yeah, it was. Yeah. Yep. But I also knew he, because he was Roger Rabbit. And I was like, oh my God. So he just comes into the room. He's just sweating profusely. He slams the door shut. And he's all like shaking. And he turns and he sees me and he looks at me and he just goes, hey, buddy. <laughs> and then he turns away from me and looks in the mirror because he's prepping because he was going to do his Roger Rabbit voice for the yeah. show. Whatever. He turns to the mirror and I don't want to disparage Mr. Charles Fleischer. I've never met the gentleman besides that moment. I don't know anything about his life, so I don't want to point any fingers or accuse him of anything. But it was 1989, and he was shaking and sweating profusely and acting crazy. (laughs) To me, even as a... 12 year old I was like oh he's coked out of his Absolutely. mind right now 100%. 100% I don't know if the, the gentleman could have ne- never used it I don't sure. wanna, I don't I don't want to uh, yeah. accuse him of that but to me even as 12 year I was like this man is coked out of his he's, mind he's not right something's right. off so he's like hey buddy and he's like you're right in my face and he then turns away from me looks into the mirror and for what I can only assume is about five minutes just looks in the mirror, and I wish there was visuals on this, but that's all right. He just goes like this to himself in the in the in the reflection. He just goes, <laughs> and I'm cowering, and I was so scared, and it wasn't. I wasn't worried that he was going to harm me in any way. No, you just. But didn't. to me. I was just like, when is this, this is my future. <laughs> yeah, this stand-up. is what I'm going to become. This is what a stand-up <laughs> comedian does. This is the prep. This is it. And I'm just sitting there. And he's like, <laughs> and then he goes, all right, buddy, see you later. And he just walks out and slams the door shut. And it's the last time I ever saw him. Yeah. And I just sat there like shaking for I, the next 10 minutes. I hope you never game. see him again. Uh, me too. Yeah, because that you can't top that. And I hope to this day before you go on stage, you now do that as your prep. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this is Steve Roney. Thanks for listening to the Punch-Up Podcast. We release new episodes every Monday, so be sure to check us out. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter at Punch Podcast. Like us, follow us, and subscribe. Every week, somebody tells a story while the others help out. Me, your host, Steve Roney, along with Kevin Reagan, Ian O'Shea, Jesse Preisendorfer, and a different guest every week. The Punch-Up Podcast. Now ring that bell.